rest upon me I'll stay and dance before you God And staying humble at your Who can stop the Lord Almighty? 
battles and every knee will bow before him our god is the lamb the lamb that was slain for the sin of the world his blood breaks the chains and every knee will bow before the lion and the lamb this morning.
again Our provision In the desert You see it through to the end Yes, you see it through
So are you glad to be in God's house today? As David asked you to turn to your Bibles to James chapter 5, uh, James chapter 5, and we're not going to read a lot of passages there in context. I like to do that normally, but today I just got this on my heart that I want to share. Um, in fact, for the next four weeks, I want to start a new series called Reboot. I mean, you know that phrase, Reboot. If you've got a computer in your home, if you're carrying a cell phone, or how many of you have ever been frustrated with your internet service provider? You know what, I know that because I've seen Facebook and I've seen you ranting um, about how terrible your internet service is. You know, we all do that. And, you know, with the dawning of the computer age and uh, it is necessary from time to time to unplug that sucker from the wall and to reboot it, to reload the system, um, to, to get it to function as it is supposed to function. I remember back in the early days of tech support when you would call them and say, hey, my computer's not working. And usually you would get someone from India or somewhere like that and you couldn't understand their, their conversation. But the first question they would usually ask is very offensive to me. And they would say, will you make sure that it's plugged in? I'm like, what are you, I'm not a moron, come on. And they would say something like, you'd be surprised at how many people don't have their computer plugged in. But the second question they would ask that we're all familiar with today is, have you tried restarting the device? Have you tried rebooting the device? And we all know, you know, I, I have this router and this radio and internet, and sometimes when it's not working properly, I, I just know the routine. I quit calling tech support now because I know what they're going to say, right? And so I go into my media closet, and I grab the power cord, and I, I unplug it, and I count how many seconds, guys? Yeah, 15 to 30. You're not listening to me when I tell you that, says So 30 seconds and uh, get it good and cleared out and then plug it back in and just reinitialize it, get it rebooted, and hopefully it refreshes everything, IP conflicts um, resolved, and it's working properly. I think you understand where I'm going, right? When it comes to rebooting, we understand that concept. Well, 2021 is an opportunity for us to do a reboot. In fact, the subtitle is Fresh Start 2021. How many of you would like to say, Shane, I need a fresh start in 2021? I've talked to many people and they say 2020 was horrendous for me. Now, I know that's not the case for everybody. I've got a sister who um, has shared with me, and, and if you just knew her story, you know that, uh, man, she's just brought a lot of heartache in my life over the years, and I don't think she would have a problem with me saying that. But 2020 was the year that God got a hold of her life, and things changed for her for the better. And she told me on the phone, Shane, everybody's, you know, complaining about 2020. She said, 2020 was really good for me. And I'm like, you know what? I am so grateful to hear that. Sometimes we need a little bit of perspective, don't we? But the reality is 2020 was kind of a, a train wreck. And in fact, I donated blood the other day, and I get this shirt that has 2020 on it, and it's got a mark through it, and underneath it, it has 2021, and it says, fingers crossed. How many feel the same way? 2021, fingers crossed. Lord, let this year be better. We need a reboot. How many of you know that our country needs a reboot right now? Would somebody please find the power cord and unplug it for about 30 seconds and replug it in and see if we can fix this mess in Washington? We understand the need for a Fresh start, reboot. But that's where my heart has been when it comes to the spiritual disciplines in our life and just walking this thing called the, the Christian life. There's one area that I have to confess that I don't always hit it out of the park. In fact, I myself need a fresh start, a reboot, and it's in the area of prayer. Does anybody else ever struggle with prayer? You know, there's times when it's hot. I remember years ago, I would go on these prayer walks, and I would just take off, and it's just me and God. And I'm walking, and I'm talking to God, and it just is sweet fellowship. And I remember coming home and getting a spiral notebook and writing down all the things that I talked to God about on my prayer walk. And I did this for a long time. 
In fact, I remember going years later back to those journals and reading and going, it's amazing. And all the things that God and I had talked about that he had done, you know, he had answered those prayers. And it was a huge source of encouragement. I remember times of just being on my face and tears rolling down my, my face and just feeling like God is in the room with me. I mean, when, it talked to, when I'm talking about prayer, it was hot. But I have to confess that with the busyness of life and all the distractions around us, that even for me, from time to time, that prayer life is not what it could be. And I feel like it is in need of a major reboot. Maybe you feel the same way. Maybe you say, Shane, you know what? I kind of feel like I go through the motions. I feel like I do it because I'm supposed to do it. But I don't, I don't know that it's doing anything any good for me. In fact, we can put a letter in an envelope and we can address that envelope and put a stamp on it, drop it in the little blue mailbox. And even with the messed up postal system right now, not to be offensive to anybody that might work there, but even with the, the, you know, the, the iffiness there, we have a good confidence that it will reach its destination, don't we? But when it comes to the subject of prayer, many of us might say, you know, Shane, I don't even know if my prayers reach the ceiling. If you've ever felt that way, you know what, I've got good news for you. In, a, in an age, in an era now where we're seeing a lot of censorship, how many of you are reading about that on the internet? It's only a matter of time before things are going to get shut down. There's a censorship going on. I got good news for you. Prayer can never be censored. It's a direct line with the creator and the sustainer of the universe. And we need to understand the importance of it and tap into its power. Amen? So James chapter 5, James is writing in context. He's talking about suffering and hardships. They're being persecuted. And he's like, man, are you suffering hardships? You should pray. He says, are you happy? You should sing praises. And I'll add to my version, or you smile at the preacher when he's looking at you because it really freaks us out when you're not smiling. That's the Shane version. But he says, are you happy? You should sing praises. Can I just tell you that in our culture today, it seems like those two things are lacking in our lives and in the church, prayer and praise. And yet the Bible says it is a good thing to give thanks into the Lord and to sing praises to your name, O Most High. And he says, so if you're happy, you should <clears throat> sing praises. Now, some of you don't need to sing too loud. That's okay. He says, make a joyful noise, not a perfect one. But he said, we should have a spirit of praise if we're happy. And he says, are any of you sick? The Greek word there is osteneo, and that doesn't mean sick as in an infirmity. It simply means weak in your, your, your walk and your spirit or weak in conscience, but it also is used for infirmities. But in general, you're talking to people that are being persecuted and they're weak in their faith. And he says, hey, if you're weak, you should call for the elders of the church to come and pray over you, anointing you with oil in the name of the Lord. Such a prayer offered in faith will heal the sick. This time, the word sick is not ostaneo, it's camno. And camno means weary. How many of you have ever felt weary? And he's saying, if you feel weary, the prayer of faith will save the one who is weary, and the Lord will make you well. And if you've committed any sins, you'll be forgiven. Verse 16, confess your sins to each other. Let me stop right there. That is something that is absolutely foreign to us right now. If I said, take a moment, turn to the person next to you, and just confess your sins to them. You're like, no way. Right? But James says, confess your sins to one another and then pray for each other so that you may be healed. And this is the verse that I want us to camp out on. The earnest prayer of a righteous person has great power. Say great power. The earnest prayer of a righteous person has great power and produces wonderful results. So the question is, if prayer is powerful, why wouldn't we want to tap into it more often? 
Corey Timboom has this quote, a few quotes on prayer, and one of them is formed in a question, and I'll pose it to you today, and it says, is prayer your steering wheel or your spare tire? And just think about that for just a second. Is prayer your steering wheel or your spare tire? We know what a spare tire is, right? It's underneath your vehicle or it's in the trunk, and it's there collecting dust, and we hope it has air in it, although we never consider that until we have a blowout, right? So you have a flat or a blowout, and then you pop the trunk and hope you have a jack, and you hope that the spare is going to get you to where you need to go. You hope it has air in it, right? I was driving the other day, Amarillo, and I saw this car coming at me, and his lights were flashing, running about 20 miles an hour. And I'm like, what's the problem? What's the, the problem with his vehicle? As I got closer, he was driving on a donut tire, one of those little spares, right? And you could tell he didn't have great faith in that one's ability to keep him on the road. So he's taking it really easy. And I thought, that's how some of us approach our prayer life, too. We, prayer is like the spare tire. We might not have much faith in its ability to, to help us out there, but there's an alternative to that, and prayer can be more like a steering wheel. Think about that. Steering wheel, man, you're touching that thing every day. It guides you where you want to go, right? It's something that you're very acquainted with, and I believe that's what the prayer should be for each and every one of us. And so I don't share this today as a condemnation. I had a lady in the first service that said, um, <clears throat> thanks for the, uh, what she said, the guilt trip. I said, oh, honey, it's not a guilt trip. My hope would be that it would bring conviction because we're the ones missing out when we don't understand the power of prayer. And so I'm so grateful for God's word because he shares with us some things in there. And I want to share with you a few things about prayer. Just again, share my heart some things that I was considering as we look at rebooting, fresh start in the area of prayer. Steering wheel or spare tire? So first off, prayer should be a priority. How many of you would agree that if prayer is powerful and produces wonderful results, it should, for the Christian, be a priority in our lives. And we know what priorities are, don't we? I mean, it's stuff that we put our energy to. If your priority is golf, you're going to be on the golf course every day. If your priority is fun and games, guess what? You're going to give all your money and your energies to that. If it's family, whatever it may be. But a priority is something that you put a lot of attention to. It's something that goes to the top of the list. And you're like, I'm going to make sure I do this because it's a priority in my life. Prayer for the follower of Christ should be a priority. I want you to consider Jesus for a moment. Jesus, who John tells us was God with skin on. He created all of these miracles. He did all these wonderful things. And yet many times throughout scripture, it references Jesus praying. Jesus would withdraw often to lonely places and he would pray. Early in the morning while it was still dark, Jesus would get up and he would pray. Let me just remind you, Jesus, Colossians 1 said, through him all things were made. All things were made through Jesus. So he's creator. And then it says, and he holds all things together. So he's the sustainer of the universe. This Jesus prayed. Hebrews chapter 12, the reference that Terry used last week, it says this Jesus is the author and the finisher of our faith, or he's the, the, the author and, what is the other word? Um, I just went blank. Protector, I think one of, the, one of the versions say that. But he's the author and he's the finisher of our faith. If this Jesus <clears throat> prayed, can I ask you a question? How much more should we pray? If Jesus that created it all, he sets an example for us that he took time, he made it a priority in his life to pray to the Father. He's modeling that for you and I, and prayer should be a priority for us. First Thessalonians tells us to pray without ceasing. When do we pray? Always, right? Never stop praying. 
Philippians 4, 6 says, don't worry about anything. Instead, pray about everything. What are we to pray about? Everything, right? And so this prayer should be a priority. Let me tell you someone else that was a priority too, and it actually got them in trouble, and that's Daniel. You remember the story of, of Daniel? He was very religious. He was faithful, and he prayed three times a day, same place, windows open. He was just faithful in his prayer. It was a priority and that's how his enemies trapped him. They said, we know what he's going to be doing. He's going to be praying later, and we'll just catch him at what he does. And they created this bogus law, and they trapped him with that. So prayer was a priority to him. Can I just tell you, church, in 2021, if we're looking at a, re a fresh start, a reboot when it comes to prayer, we have to make prayer a priority in our life. We got to put it up on the, the, the top of the list. Say, if I don't get anything else done, I have to get this done. We are so busy. As followers of Christ. There's two. Uh, there, there's, there's this one acronym we've heard for years. Busy. Being under Satan's yoke. We get so busy with all the things going on in our lives today. We say, man, I don't have time to pray. And I would say to that, hey, we're too busy not to pray. Our lives are so chaotic. I need to spend that time alone with God. Just getting my mind and my heart right. Amen? So prayer should be a priority for us, and if we really understand that it is powerful and it produces wonderful results, then let's make prayer priority in 2021. Our country needs it. Our families need it. Our homes need it. Our church needs it. Listen, we pray. I pray. Pray before my meals. We pray before the service is here. We pray regularly. I pray driving down the road. But to make prayer a priority, realizing that if it's that powerful and it produces that much of a great results, then I, need, I want to crank that up in my life in 2021, and hopefully you do as well. Another thing that I want you to know about prayer, I think it's important for us, is to understand that persistence is okay. How many of you as parents appreciate persistence? Yeah, the first service said, yeah, and I'm like, no, you don't. When your kids come to you, mom, 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 dad, 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 a hundred times they ask you, and you're like, what did I tell you the last 99? They're persistent. And so for us, from that perspective, we don't really like it much, but Jesus himself, when he was approached by his disciples, and they said, Jesus, teach us how to pray. He teaches them the model prayer. We'll come to that in a moment. But then after that, he gives us them, them this little parable about persistence in prayer. And he says, <clears throat> then teaching them more about prayer, he used the story. Suppose you went to a friend's house at midnight, wanting to borrow three loaves of bread, you say to him, a friend of mine has just arrived for a visit. I have nothing for him to eat because I didn't go to Walmart before midnight, right? I mean, I don't have anything. And it says, and suppose he calls out from his bedroom, don't bother me. The door is locked for the night and my family and I are all in bed. Go away. I can't help you. Jesus says, but I tell you this, though he won't do it for friendship's sake, if you keep knocking long enough, he will get up and give you whatever you need because of your shameless persistence. Hey, just come in already. Empty the cupboard. I don't even care anymore. I just want to go to sleep, right? And Jesus is saying persistence in prayer is okay. And so he says, because of his shameless persistence, and I tell you, Jesus says, um, to keep on asking, keep on asking. We don't ask one time and then we assume it's done, but we can continue to ask. You can continue to pray for your country. You can continue to pray for that person in your family that has not responded to the gospel of Jesus Christ, yet you can continue to pray for those that are mourning or suffering or hurting. We should continue persistently in prayer. Thank you. Amen. 
So it says, keep on asking, keep on seeking and you will find, keep on knocking and the door will be open to you. For everyone who asks, receives, everyone who seeks, finds, and to everyone who knocks, the door will be open. So listen, if we want to experience this prayer that has wonderful results, that is powerful, then we've got to make it a priority. And I believe we have to be persistent at it. Now, there are different methods and different, if you will, patterns that we follow when we pray. When the disciples came to Jesus, um, it's found in Matthew and in Luke. It says, the disciples came to Jesus one day and says, Lord, teach us to pray. As John taught his disciples, would you teach us how to pray? How many of you know what we call the Lord's Prayer? It's the model prayer. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. You know what? Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread. Forgive us of our trespasses as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever. Amen. Some of us just say that. We don't realize that in it, there's a pattern in that that Jesus is sharing with his disciples that I think is healthy for us when we approach this sacred thing called prayer. So I'm going to give you an acronym. We had an acronym last week when Terry spoke called RUN. And today, I want to simply use the word PRAY for an acronym to help us maybe to give you uh, guidance in your prayer time. So PRAY. The first one is PRAISE. We begin with praise. Why? Because God is worthy of praise. If there's one thing that is diminished in today's culture, it is that is the praise of God. It's making a big deal of who God is. It's commending him for all of his acts, for his nature, for his faithfulness. How many know it is good to sing praises and to give praise to God? Think about it this way. Um, your kids come to you and they say, Dad, I need 50 bucks. And that's how they start the conversation. Mom, give me some money. I don't know about you, but I'm like, hey, how about, hi, Dad, love you, Dad, or hey, thanks for the 50 bucks I gave you last week, Dad. You know, you, you think about how we approach, and sometimes when we go into prayer, we immediately go, God, I need you to do X, Y, and Z. I believe it's fitting for us to start with praise. So let me show you what it looks like. God, I just want to come before you today and thank you for being an amazing God. God, you say that your mercy is new every morning. And you know what? I need mercy today because I screwed up yesterday. So God, thank you that you're a merciful God. God, I thank you that you're a loving God. That you love me even before I loved you, you loved me. God, I thank you that you made a way for me to be right with you through the gospel of Jesus Christ. God, I thank you that you're omnipotent. That means you know you're, you're powerful and there is nothing that is too difficult for you. God, I praise you because you're omnipotent. God, I praise you because you're omniscient. That means you know everything. You know what I'm going through. How cool is that? God, I praise you because you're worthy of praise. And I thank you for being with me and my family and my church and protecting us all this time. How many know we should start with praise? When we start with praise, I believe it does something in us. It changes our perspective, and it makes us realize the holy God that we're communicating with. And by the way, what a beautiful blessing to know that we can communicate with the one that started it all. Through, through this avenue of prayer that can never be censored, amen for that. We begin with praise, and when we do that, 
I believe what it does is it changes our perspective and the more we highlight his goodness, the more we realize our brokenness. The more we realize just how far short we fall of the standard. You know, when we say, God, you're so holy and, oh, God, I'm such a, uh, I'm such a loser. I mean, I, I screw everything up, right? We start to realize just how much more we need his grace in our lives. And so that's the, the second letter in that PRAY um, acronym is repent. This is something that we don't hear a lot about anymore, but it's extremely important in the Christian walk is to repent. It's the idea of turning away from something and turning toward something else. Turning away from the bad and turning to good or turning away from evil and turning back to God. To repent is to recognize the sin, to acknowledge the sin, to confess it, and to walk away from it and say, God, I just desire to walk away from the sin and I want to turn back to you. Fresh start, 2021. God, I want to recommit myself to you. I, want, I confess my sins, 1 John 1, 9. It says if we do that, he's faithful, he's just to forgive us of our sins and to cleanse us from unrighteousness. What a beautiful promise that is, right? So we begin with praise. And then we go into repentance. I think we need to spend some time going, God, yesterday I had a phone call and I said something I shouldn't have said and I'm sorry that was wrong. Yesterday I had this thought or today I, I did this or yesterday I did that. Whatever it may be, you confess that to God and acknowledge it as sin and say, I want to turn from that genuinely and I want to turn back to you. I think there needs to be room in our prayers for repentance. Amen. Jesus in the model prayer Our Father in heaven, hallowed be thy name. There's your praise. Forgive us of our sins as we forgive those who sin against us. There's your repentance, right? So in the acronym, A is ask. Then we ask after we praise, after we repent, acknowledge our sins and confess our sins. Then we ask. And how many know there's plenty of things that we can ask from God? The model precious, give us this day our daily bread. What does that look like? I would suggest to you that we've got many things to pray for. Maybe you just need to take a list and jot it down. Pray for your country. Because it's in a, a really bad spot right now. It needs a reboot. Amen. Pray for our leaders. Pray for truth to come to the surface, to be exposed. I've got great hope, even today. Because some trust in horses, some trust in chariots, but we trust in the name of the Lord our God. God's on the throne, and this doesn't take him by surprise. But we still need to lift up our country. Pray for your leaders in your community. Pray for your pastor. Guys, I want you to know I need your prayers. We need your prayers as a leadership. Pray for your families. Pray for your school systems. Pray for those that are grieving the loss of a loved one because of coronavirus. There's plenty of things to pray for, plenty of things to ask for. That's why it says pray without ceasing. I think there's plenty of things to talk about. Isn't there? Don't forget the praise. Don't forget the repentance, but ask. And after we ask, give us this day our daily bread, then I think this is an important thing. It's to yield. Now, um, I, I know that we should know what that means, but I've watched some of you drive, and I don't think you understand the concept of yield. If you have the yield sign, it means you're supposed to yield to whoever is coming alongside you, right? I mean, just in case you don't know that, I wanted to make sure you do that because I'm really good at telling that through my window. My wife's going, they can't hear you. I'm like, it makes me feel better. Just leave me alone, right? Yield! 
In prayer, we yield, and this is not my will, but your will be done. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. God, it's your ways, not my ways. And, and we want you to direct us. We want you to, to, to guide us. And we want to yield to your ways because your ways are so much greater than our ways. I know if I'm in control, I'm going to screw it up. So, Lord, I need your help today. And I yield to your direction in my life. Who do you want me to see? Who do you want me to talk to, reach out to? What do you want me to do? Lord, I just want to yield to you. Here I am. Use me. I'm your hands. I'm your feet. What do you want from me today? Now, I'm not suggesting that that's the only pattern for prayer, but I think it's not a bad one. And if you would like to reboot um, this area in your life in 2021 and maybe crank up that, that, that fervency for prayer in your life, then I just want to issue a challenge to you. I did the first service, and I would say the second service. So um, if you start tomorrow, I think there's 21 days left in January. And, and if you would commit to 21 days of just approaching prayer with this heart, with this attitude, and with a, as a priority, uh, with intention in your heart, just saying, I want to be intentional with prayer, and I really want to seek his face, and I want to commune with my Father. And if you would commit to doing that for the next 21 days, here's what you will do. I, I'm praying for you as well, and I'm praying that God shows you some cool stuff that when you're done, you're like, oh, I ain't stopping now. It's been too great. I'm, so, I'm, I'm ashamed I haven't done this already. I want to just continue on. Great, that's awesome. But what you will accomplish is you will have closed out the first month of a brand new year committed in prayer. And that's not a bad thing, church. Amen? So can I challenge you to consider that? In fact, if you get in your car to leave church today, you're going to put your hands on a steering wheel, hopefully. If not, it could get really nasty out there. But you're going to put your hands on a steering wheel. And let that be a reminder that prayer needs to be like this steering wheel, something that's in front of me all the time, something that's guiding, directing my life setting the course of my life. And I don't want prayer for me in 2021 to be like the spare tire in the trunk, hoping it's going to work when I have a tragedy or a hardship in my life. Prayer is powerful. And that's my last point this morning, is there's power in prayer. James says, the effectual fervent prayer of a righteous man availeth much. The earnest prayer of a righteous person has great power and produces wonderful results. I want to ask you a question. Do you believe that when James says that? Do you believe prayer is powerful? Listen, if we truly, and I know, I know, I know, because I go through it too, it's like sometimes you feel like, man, I don't know anymore. I mean, I've prayed, I've prayed, and I pray now, and I just, man, I just don't feel like it's working for me. Can I encourage you and challenge you to take another approach and take another stab at it? I say, God, I want to commit to this because I, I realize that God's got all the answers, and I need those answers. I need that direction in my life. And if there's that much power in prayer, then I want to make it a big part of my life. And you commit to doing that. My prayer is that God just begins to open your eyes to some wonderful things. And then he begins to just bless your socks off. Even in a world that's upside down, 2021 can be good. You can have a fresh start. But it's what they call a spiritual discipline. It's a discipline for a reason. It requires discipline. How many of you started the new gym membership this year? Anybody? Good. That means I can still go and get in. And I'm lying because I haven't been in about four months. So, um, but prayer is powerful. You know, you think about electricity. Electricity is unseen. I was playing with some of it the other day and called the electricians to come in and disconnect some service so I could do some work on a building. And I remember looking at it thinking, it don't look that scary. 
that drop that comes to the building, it don't look scary at all. I know what it is. It's like one leg's got about 110, 20. I mean, I can handle that, right? The thing is, you can't see electricity, but it's very powerful, pun intended, right? But when you flip a light switch on, we see the benefits of that electricity, right? You flip a light switch on and it's not working, you're like, ah, no power. And I think prayer, much like unhooking the router and plugging it back in, prayer is plugging into the source of all God's power. And it's us saying, God, I don't have the answers, but I know you do, and I'm going to just spend a little bit of time seeking your face in prayer, and I'm going to see what you will do on my behalf. Prayer is powerful. Please don't neglect that in 2021. We as a church need you praying. I as a pastor need you praying. Your families need you praying. Your country needs you praying. Another Corey Ten Boom quote says, when a Christian shuns fellowship with other Christians, the devil smiles. When he stops studying the Bible, the devil laughs. When he stops praying, the devil shouts for joy. Why? Because even he knows that prayer is powerful. So how about you this morning? I know I'm preaching to the choir. Maybe you say, Shane, I know prayer is powerful. I know that I need to do it more. And I hope that I don't make you feel like you're guilt tripped, but hopefully encouraged, hopefully inspired and challenged to take another look at it and to begin this first month of a new year on purpose, rebooting that area in your life of prayer and see what God will do on our behalf. There's a song that we don't sing it much anymore, but I love, it always comes to mind when I think of the subject. What a friend we have in Jesus. All our hopes and griefs to bear, or our sins and griefs to bear, excuse me. What a privilege it is to carry everything to God in prayer. Oh, what peace we often forfeit. Oh, what needless pain we bear. All because we do not carry everything to God in prayer. Have we trials and temptations? Mm Mm-hmm. Is there trouble anywhere? We should never be discouraged. Take it to the Lord in prayer. Can we find a friend so faithful who will all our sorrows share? Jesus shows, or excuse me, knows our every weakness. Take it to the Lord in prayer. Are we weak and heavy laden, cumbered cumbered with a load of care? Precious Savior, still our refuge. Take it to the Lord in prayer. Do thy friends despise, forsake thee? Take it to the Lord in prayer. In his arms he'll take and shield thee. Thou wilt find a solace there. Oh, what peace we often forfeit. Oh, what needless pain we bear. All because we do not carry everything to God in prayer. There's power in prayer. Steering wheel or spare tire. I pray that for you this year, it's like that steering wheel. Amen? Let's pray. Father, thank you for... Your word, thank you for the challenge that comes from your word. And I thank you for the beautiful privilege of prayer. That we and our brokenness can come before you, the one that started it all, that spoke it into existence, and we can pray to you. And uh, Lord, that line will never be interrupted from any government, any political affiliation. Father, we can come before you. Lord, in prayer, I thank you for the privilege. I thank you for being an awesome God, for loving us, for your mercy, for your, your, your love for us, for your forgiveness. Lord, you are worthy of our praise today. Lord, we confess, Lord, that we try to take control many times and we try to put our hands on the wheel, so to speak, and run our lives and we, we take a lot of wrong turns and we sin and we acknowledge that and we confess that as sin 
And we ask, Father, that you would give us the, the, the desire and the ability to turn from that sin and to turn to you, Lord, in repentance. And Father, we do ask for your help. God, we need your help. I need your help just to take steps in my life. God, I need your help just to, 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 to have the right attitude when I wake up and just to live the life that you want me to live. God, I need you. Lord, our country needs you. Father, we ask for your, your grace upon our country today. We ask for your uh, intervention um, in our country today, for our leadership, Lord, in all the chaos that's going on, Father, that you would show yourself powerful uh, in what's going on. We pray for our churches. Lord, for the apathy uh, that is in many churches today, that we just go through the motions, Lord, that you would stir up in our hearts a spirit of revival, a desire to know you more, a hunger and a thirst for righteousness. As we sang that last song, Lord, we want to yearn for you. Make that the cry of our heart, that we yearn for you. Father, would you heal our land? Would you show yourself faithful on our behalf? And Father, we yield to you. Lord, we know that your ways are higher than our ways. Your thoughts are higher than our thoughts. And then when we take control, we're going to get some really weird results. But Father, we yield to you and we say, Lord, not our will, but your will be done. Lord, that your kingdom would come on earth as it is in heaven. And Father, that we would say yes to you and we would be, Lord, obedient to you. Lord, and if there's a phone call that needs to be made, if there's a, uh, Lord, something that, that we need to do in action today, God, I pray that you would give us the, the courage to take that step of action today. And I pray for, Lord, the church that we would all uh, Father, realize the times that we live in and how it seems like everything um, is coming to a close, that we would be more aware. Um, as First Peter 5, 8 says, be sober, be vigilant, because we have an adversary that walks around like a roaring lion seeking someone to devour. But Father, that we'd be intentional in our time of prayer, knowing that it's powerful and it produces wonderful results. So, Father, I thank you. I ask that you would be with us as we leave this place. And, God, I pray that you would just bless our homes, bless our families, bless our marriages. Lord, and bless this land. And I ask it humbly in Jesus' name. Amen.